Last time on Good Neighbors. Our heroes look into the documents recovered by Quincy from Mark's car, revealing that Dale's brother believes he was turning into the Grafton monster before he met Dolly. Quincy also discovers that Dolly's power comes from the Feylord Greylaws to an unknown end. Lucas and Whistler meet privately with Dolly, who makes several attempts to coax Whistler out of the phone they inhabit. Lucas figures out that Dolly is a human turning into a holder, but Whistler figures out that while in Dolly's presence, they can feel sensations once again. Then we bring ourselves back to Dolly's tent, where both Lucas and uh, Whistler find themselves enchanted, for better or for worse. Whistler, you are on your knees, as Dolly has her hands around your face, lovingly. As she says those words, I've got you. You feel such warmth and safety and just the soft silkiness of her hands on your cheeks is so fresh and new. How do you feel? I think that Whistler's spectral hand like lurches upward and they, they grab Dolly's hand and actually can like find some purchase to it to like press it further against their cheek. Uh, and like a tear rolls down their cheek and they almost like jump in surprise because they can actually feel the coolness and the wetness of it. I think that they're completely just overwhelmed. For sure. As you pressure, press her hand into your cheek, she can feel that like earnest desire for pressure and she pushes into your face and you can feel that she is strong. And it almost hurts a little bit, but for you, it's like the good kind of pain. When you haven't known. And she helps you stand. And gives you a hug. And says, come on. I want you to try something. And starts to lead you by the hand. As Dr. Henry darkens the tent door and says is everything all right and is completely unfazed with the addition of a new person here everything is everything's fine wonderful so glad to hear it and you young lad are you well yeah uh, so none of this is weird to you? No, I'm afraid not. I've been well aware of the situation almost since you've arrived. Oh, all right. My boy, if I may, 
This would be a good place for you too. I know the struggle you're up against. The desire to feel powerful, but separate. To feel strong, but save the responsibility and consequence for someone else. Someone that's you, but not quite, right? Uh, I mean, like, I deal with the problems I create, you, you, usually. Then why don't you use your own name? Uh, because then people can find you and create new problems. Lucas, that's not really dealing with problems you create. It's preventing future problems. Be careful. Separating yourself from it is not an easy path to take and becomes destructive on its own. For yourself more than anyone else. But come on. Let's not talk about this any further. Come join us. I think dessert is ready. That, uh, that would be wonderful. There is something I would like to check out first. Are you certain? Can't it wait till after I mean, dessert? I mean, and what you do you feel got? Dolly's hand on the back of your shoulder. As she says, I think it's Dutch apple pie. You can smell it now, can't you? And you can. Yeah, I, I guess it can wait. Lovely. Thank you, Dr. Jekyll. The two of you all exit the tent. Uh, Quincy and Dale. Where are you guys going? I'm recovering from that name drop. Really hung up on the chuckle, chuckle, hide, chuckle, hide, hide, chuckle. Mm -hmm. Who? Well, Constable Dale, what would you uh, say the next plan, the next step is? You're asking what I think we should do? Um, well, this well, is this is your shindig. Well, I think there's something going on with this willow tree up there, so. But I don't want to waste our time, so I think, seeing as the people are mistrusting of us and we might need an alibi soon, and uh, you're still bleeding a, a little bit, um, I say we go to the infirmary tent, see if there's anyone there. Um, I'll patch you up and see if I can't ingratiate myself to the to the locals, see what we can learn from them, maybe. This is something I've always valued in you, Constable Dale, your clarity of vision. This is an excellent plan. All right, well, you stick with me, and we will see if we can't charm these pants off of these robe-wearing friends. Uh, do you remember how to get to that infirmary tent? <laughs> 
uh, yeah, you can follow the the pool of blood that uh, I, I brought to here. <laughs> and we see, we cut to a sort of a crudely drawn crayon map of all the blood splatters across the tents. You head that way, your little uh, avatars scoot on over there. And uh, yeah, uh, you find yourself in the infirmary tent, which is another wide one. This is also where uh, Dr. Henry lives. So some of his stuff is there. And we see uh, that netted haired girl, uh, Winnie, sitting in the, the room and uh, like bleaching some clothes. Uh, and she's taking out like a pair of like linen pants out of a, a wooden bucket. And she says, oh, hi. Hello. Hi. Um, Are you all right? Oh, I'm all right. Frank, Frank Hugh got in a little scrape, so uh, I figured I'd come down here. Um, but Sorry to hear that. Here, come have a seat. Well, you know, I actually am also a, a, a little bit of a dabbler in the, the trade of the, the heel and hands, you know what I mean? So I, I figured, you know, if you had... Okay. Yeah, uh, well... I, I was just <laughs> figuring that if you had anybody needed any help, I know you and the, the doctor, I'm sure, are given fantastic care. I just figured I could be some helping hands, and we just restocked my bag, so if you need any supplies, I just sure, we'll want to be... Them. You could just leave them over there. If you wouldn't mind, I think, I think I'd be more comfortable with Constable Dale uh, taking a look at my leg, seeing as where the cut is on my thigh. It's awfully close to... Uh, you know, the nether region, you're off the edge of the map. Here there be monsters. And, um, you know, I'm oh, already dear. comfortable with Dale. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to take my pants off for someone I just met, even if you're a doctor. In fact, I find that doctors are doctors are the worst people to take their your pants off in front of, in my experiences. Well, uh, I'm not a doctor. Or people you think are doctors and aren't doctors are actually the worst people to take your pants oh. off in front of, in my experience. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to okay. start patching uh, up Quincy as they talk. Huh. And coincidentally, the thing she is bleaching right now is a pair of pants, and she kind of like looks down at them, looks at you, and here, here, here you go. And she hands oh, them to you. You're... I don't know what to do with these. Uh, anyway, uh, Constable Dale, about my leg. Uh, what do you do with yeah. the pants? My pants or those pants? Those pants. Oh, I'm just going to hold them. Cool. Just going to hold them, got no clue what to do with them. Uh, I'm going to start medicking up um, Quincy, but I want to kind of like, while I'm doing it, try to small talk my way into maybe some information with her. Sure. She There's like curtains you can put up like across the mm-hmm. rafters of the tent that she sits aside. And she's like whistling and humming. She's hanging out. What do you say? I don't... I don't... Hey, uh, don't mind me for asking if it's too forward, but I, I don't know that I caught what exactly it is that you, you do here. I know everyone's a big part of this community. I live. Well, sure. I really want to make clothes and, and help people, you know, look lovely. Uh, I'm just not very good at it. I have, um, my hands aren't very good. Definitely not a doctor then. Okay. I did say that. <laughs> yep. Did you want me to be a doctor? I want you to be whatever you want to be, my friend. You know what I mean? Me too. That's so wonderful. I want you to be whatever you want to be. (laughs) Well, ain't it just my luck? I'm doing that already, you know? I just want to help, really, because I'm I'm helping Q right now. Then you're in the right place. What sort of problems have you folks been facing lately? I just want to know how I could best help you folks. Uh, well, um, what do you mean by problems? 
I don't know, you know, like I, I, I can help with medicine. I can help with building stuff. I don't know. So you guys have been traveling around a lot, right? You only just recently settled. Is there any kind of flooding or anything that like started happening since you guys settled down here that wasn't happening when you were moving around? You know what I mean? She uh, kind of hums and haws for a second. And you can kind of see through the shadow of the, the curtain because it's all white. That uh, she's like rocking back and forth and, and having a big think. And uh, she says, Well, we get uh, a lot of visitors that don't actually like fully come in. Um, normally, if people like come to cause trouble for us, Dolly talks to them and then they join and it's not really a problem anymore. Um, or uh, if, if someone tries to like, ask us some questions and, and try to like maybe write some unfair news articles or, or cause any other problems, you know, they'll talk to Dolly and they, they join us. Um, in terms of, uh, but, but sometimes, yeah, we have some people that like definitely are, are watching and, you know, we try to be inviting. We say, hey, come on in. Uh, and they just choose not to. Oh. Uh, and that's been going on for a little while. Any anyone particular, like a, a someone particularly outspoken, that seemed to have some kind of issue with y'all? Romy, uh, investigative mystery. Um, question. Since Answer. I read a bad situation at the party, and I knew that the biggest threat was that they thought we were being disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Does me, like, acting to try to be helpful count as acting on that information? Okay, I'll give you that. That seems fair. And you said investigating mystery? Yeah. Perfect. Well, that's a six. So, if Quincy can help. Uh, yeah, that's a help out. Great. So, what's your question? What was that again? What? Sorry, uh, the old ears waterlogged. Uh... I was just wondering what is being concealed here. In regards to what specifically? Yeah, like, I want to know if there's someone that has a particular beef with this, that, like, maybe there's someone who's been wronged by this community or in some way is, like, would have information that could be damning to them. Mm. Uh, well, there are, I guess, two, if... um. I don't know. It's not really like pleasant conversation. I get that. I just, I ain't trying to like push you or nothing. I'm just, you know, chitter chatter and, you know, so when somebody up takes a little bit of time, it's good to have something to take your mind off of. Um, Dolly gets a lot of letters from people who want, like, I guess, you know, sometimes their family or their friends or whoever back, but Dolly's not keeping them prisoner. They just don't want to go. But we also, like, we're not not paying attention. You know, there, there are some folks like um, that one guy, Mark, who, like, listened with, like, technology stuff that we don't really allow here. And we would, you know, pick up that they're doing that, and we'd go over and say hi, and they'd get spooked. But Mark actually stayed, so not as much of a problem. 
Oh, fair enough, fair enough. <sighs> so what's being concealed here? Yeah, the, the, the Grave Watch did have their eye on this group for a little while, but seems to not now. Is mm. my leg patched up? And yeah, your leg's fine. Okay. Oh, right, we um, have to roll. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that now. Yeah, that's a, a 14. Cool. So that's, yeah, I think you only Heal had two. two damage, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Um, Quincy kind of like stands up, cracks their their back, uh, puts their pants back on, and walks over and is going to put their hand on uh, her shoulder, look her in the eyes, and say, "Now tell me the truth. Have you met Greyloss?" Uh. Are you using Mental Dominion? Yeah. Go ahead and roll it. Um, that's going to be an 11. Hey, uh, can you read me the first line of sure Mental can. Dominion? I sure can. When you gaze into a normal human's eyes and exert your will over them, roll you can plus stop there. On a 10. Okay. You look into her eyes and she stares back so blank. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Can I help you? She stands up from where she was like kneeling in dying clothes. Did you need something? Uh, you look uh, troubled. What the fuck? What the fuck? She starts uh, breathing and her her breath is hot in your face. I fuck uh, you start to notice that her teeth are larger in her mouth than the should be for a normal person um Quincy's going to push her backwards uh not like trying to rock her shit but just like Quincy is like having a panic attack almost and like needs to get the fuck out of here she shouts and falls to the, the tent uh and Dill will uh, rush over and be like oh my gosh are you okay Quincy's gone Quincy is out the door you Dale's going to stand through damage control. Yeah, yeah. And several people come into this tent. Uh, I think Dale's just going to lean in and be like, I'm here if I can help with anything, but I think right now it's clear my help is needed elsewhere. And I think Dale's going to pull out a Gravewatch card, like his own personal card, and write down where his tent is and be like, if anything happens where anybody needs my help, this is where you can find me. Uh basically like just try to sure ingrain that. Uh, yeah if you're trying to ingratiate yourself and make you seem like you are not a threat to this place you genuinely want to help them even if that means danger go ahead and roll manipulate a person i think that's what's happening does that still get the read a bad plus one or is that a yeah yeah one and done i think that's fair um because right now she she knows something is wrong and she has clearly been so forgiving so far <sighs> oh, that is going to be a six. So I think I will use another. I will use my second luck of the campaign. Okay. Uh, you use your second luck, and she looks into your eyes. What was the last thing you said? If you need anything, just know this is where you can find me, and I will help. She hands you those pants that she tried to give Quincy and says, take them. 
I think Dale still has his surgical gloves on from stitching up Quincy. Mm -hmm. So he'll grab them with those and then rush off after Q. And you hear her shout, yes! In the background as you run away. We cut to uh, sitting around a big campfire where, uh, uh, you know, everyone's having a, you know, a pleasant time. There's, there's talking, there's drinking. There's like, an, an, like a barrel of mead that they are drinking from, and they have, there's like an open spigot on it. And we see Dolly from a, a wooden bowl spoon-feeding Whistler a spoon of just like caramelized apples. And Whistler, my God, it tastes so goddamn good. You can sit there and, and let it roll in your mouth for a second. How old is Dolly? Dolly's like 32. Okay. So the prime shipping. Yeah. And all of the people there that are not, you know, the clearly magical few already accept that you're there. When you were when you were brought out, Dolly just said, Hi everyone, this is Whistler, and that was literally it. Lucas, where do we find you in this little cavalcade of fun? Uh, sitting directly next to jo Dr. Jekyll going, So, uh, your name's actually Dr. Jekyll? Yes, isn't that funny? I wrote the book. Wait, what? I wrote the book. As a sort of a, uh, a, a case study. Oh, cool. So, you're... You got powers, too. Yes, that's why I, I didn't um, fall under your friend's weird gaze. So, what are you? I don't think that's fair to ask. What are you? Um, uh, Technomage? I can assume by, by roots what you mean. So what you're actually saying is you're a wizard. Yeah, but uh, Technomage sounds cooler. All right. Fantastic. Ah, goodness. I am in like the loosest possible terms a shapeshifter. Um, but I'm human now, mostly. I've been working on something for a little while to sort help to sort of help with that, that process. It's been uh, you know generations in the making, and. Uh, uh, Dr. Jekyll reaches into their, uh, like, coat, and they start fumbling around, and they go, Oh, dear, hold on. Must have... Huh. You don't see a little bottle anywhere, do you? It's just looking on the, the grass. I'm gonna huh. help them look. And we are reminded that Quincy found it a while back. Uh, and there is nothing on the ground that they can find. And they go, it's probably no matter. We'll work on it later. So, to so just... To, yeah, yeah, just to clarify, like, I've heard of, uh... I'm gonna use the term monsters loosely. Uh, people sure. turning into monsters, but not monsters turning into people. That's really fascinating. I, I'd love to pick your brain sometime. I'd love to help you. Uh, I mean, if that is truly your goal, I... That is largely what we hope to accomplish here. No, knowledge is my goal. 
Well, then I should hope this falls in line with that. If you're uh, good at research, we'd love to have you. We don't really have as many subjects as we used to. Mark is a pretty uh, helpful one for a while. Oh shit! That's right. I I gotta I gotta go check something involving Mark. Oh, all right. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, great meeting you. Great talking to you. Do you want someone to come with you? It's always good to have a friend. Uh, I'm I'm actually gonna grab uh one of the folks I came here with. Uh, they they got a connection to Mark, so uh. All right. And as you start to get up, you feel that he grabs your hand and holds you for a second. Uh, and again, same same as Dolly, you feel it like, holy shit, this dude is strong. Uh, but he's not like trying to break your hand or anything. It's just a quick impulse that you feel like this this sensation. And uh, he says, how are they all getting on? Do you feel like they're adjusting well here? I... Honestly, uh, I haven't seen him since uh, me and Whistler came to talk to uh, Dolly. I see. Well, let's go find them, shall we? Uh, you know what? You go ahead. You do your thing. And we'll go rouse the others. Uh, others? Your friends. Oh, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. To the fire. yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't really do to have them all running around on their own, right? No, absolutely not. Uh, I'm going to go try to flag down Dale so I can do this thing. You start to walk, and again, your hand is held by Dolly. Who looks you in the eye and says, I just wanted to say thank you so much for opening up. I know this is so hard for you, but I feel like you really are bridging the gap between, you know, your friends and us. And I, it, it's just so meaningful to see you do that work. Yeah, anything, I mean. Please let me know. I mean, y'all don't seem bad, and if we can help each that's other, like, that's... Uh, helping each other would be a good change of pace. I agree. Good luck. Have fun. And she lets you go. And I'm gonna try to look for Dale. All right. Whistler, you are surrounded by the Grove who are warm and inviting. And Dolly outright tells them that you are not human. And they are apprehensive for a second. And, say, and uh, Dolly says, not to worry. Whistler here means no one no harm. Right? She looks at you dead in the eye. No, no, no harm at all. And they uh, relax. Can I roll my um, connect the dots? Yeah. Just Do to it have up. that, to have that hold. Um, you want to expand it now? Yeah, I think that like Whistler is having a bit of a "this is too good to be true" moment. Yeah. Um, what does the monster, which is to say Dolly, want from this person, which is Whistler. Sure. The way these people talk and uh, the fact that Dolly openly talks about magic and stuff, Dolly doesn't hide anything from every anybody. Uh, it just, 
whenever a new person shows up, they give their due diligence and are cautious and, and what have you. But Dolly wants to make sure that everyone accepts you and accepts all of you and can tell how desperate you are for that. So Dolly knows whether, you know, internally and, and is uh, uh, intentional about this or uh, perhaps emotionally, Dolly wants you to feel like there is no other place you could go. Dolly wants you to stay and never, ever leave. Hmm. Dolly, this yeah. power of yours, how, 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 how deep does it go? How, how human can you make me? Well, as far as I know, all it does is help people get over their shortcomings, their limits, whatever those are you human or not so if the thing stopping you from feeling community with me and everyone here is you can't touch anything well if you stay right here you can touch whatever you like and she puts a hand on your hand uh whistler gives it a squeeze and does not let go um Dolly, I would like to stay here. There's but... a cheer. Oh, it's very bad news, but I want to ask you, as a friend, as family, don't recruit Lucas. Huh? Dolly. But Lucas would do so good here. He needs to disconnect from all the, uh, like, technology and things. I do agree that he should get a little bit more sun, uh, but... Keep going. Lucas has his whole life in front of him. If... Uh-huh. If this place, this haven, is everyone's sort of final destination. I just, I think it's too soon for Lucas. She stares and blinks. I think that he needs to explore. He needs to see the world. He, he needs to become more of whoever he is to become. And he needs support to do that, which he's not going to find out there. We know people like Lucas. Lucas is a troubled kid. But look at how sweet he's been this entire time. Why don't you think, don't you think he should stay with us a little while? Help him become confident in himself and sweeter and kinder and trusting the people first before he rejoins the world? Dolly, I think you know that I know that you don't believe in short-term stays. She leans back a little bit. What are you implying? I just think that this place, the Grove, is, is one of 
absolutes. If one partakes of the pomegranate, one must spend their time here. I'm not making forever. anyone stay. You're not, but you don't want anyone to leave. Her lip shudders for a second. Why would anyone want to leave? Then, then, then prove it to me, Lucy. Prove it to me that, that you're not trying to force anyone to do anything. Let Lucas stay a while and then let him go. I will let Lucas make the decision he wants. I'm not making him do anything. If... Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I can't make any decisions for him. And I'm not using my power to hold him here. I, I don't even use it, it just happens. I think that's maybe what makes it so dangerous, darling. I think Mortals. if everyone understands and I tell them, then it's their wishes. What they decide. I think to some degree, mortals need their inhibitions. They need a little bit of reservation, of fear to keep themselves safe. I don't need any of that because I have nothing left to lose. I, oh. I have, I have nothing. So that's why this place is perfect for me. It's like an opiate den of experience. I want nothing more than to just languish here and to to taste wine I can't drink and to feel leather and, and dirt underneath my fingertips. This place is perfect for me. I don't think it's perfect for everyone. She hugs you when you say this place is perfect for you. Uh -oh. uh, focusing clearly on you kind of doing this whole monologue specific about your experience. Uh, and she says into your we have all those things and more. And your mouth just so happens to be touching her shoulder in a way where it's kind of difficult to say but. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> and let's cut over to wherever the fuck Quincy went. Do I know where they stored all of the weapons? No, they did not indicate that to you at all. Do I see a shed? There's tools and things about, um, but it doesn't seem like there's a big... There's, like, cabins and what have you. Do I see an axe? Yeah, probably. There's probably, like, a, a, a fire-cutting... Cool. Uh, I, I use oops to pick up the axe. You can just pick up the axe. You don't need to use oops. All right, I pick up the axe, uh, and I start walking towards the big tree. Okay. Uh, to do so, you'll be passing by the campfires. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Uh, everyone sees you, uh, and I think uh, people, uh, I think Jong kind of runs over and goes, Hey, hey, how are you doing? What, what, what are you doing? Uh, I, I like wave with the axe like oh nothing just going for a stroll excuse me uh you, you should put that back over where it's supposed to be there's a specific fire, uh, oh, fire cutting oh, place I, I'm, fire I'm doing that yep I'm doing that yep well it's That's in that direction I, uh, yep I'm going that way I'm just stopping yep doing that uh and then starts to get in your way 
and it, it is uh, uh, Jong is noticeably like smaller and frailer and, and could not like force you physically to do anything. Uh, but I like, headbutt hey. the shit out of him. Uh, Romy kicks a mass. Don't know if I'm good at that. Oh, I'm pretty good at that. Um, that'll be a nine. Nine. You kick each other's ass. Uh, you headbutt Jong, uh, which does zero harm, but I'll let you pick something else, which is to say, like, uh, you knock them down or, or, or something like that, but, fit, you know, non-weapon based does no, mm-hmm. does no damage. So is there, what, what are you trying to do? Yeah, I just want him out of my way. I'm not trying to, uh, like, destroy him, uh, you know, otherwise I'd use the axe. Uh, I just want him out of the way. Right. You do that, and uh, you kick each other's ass, which means Jong also, uh, when you knock them down, uh, kind of limply and, and, and meekly, but with great determination, still holds on to your ankle and says, "Wait, what are you? What are you doing? We're a non-violent oh, place. Oh, care- careful! You might trip." And you say that, and you feel a hand on your shoulder, and uh, uh, at, now standing at your height proper is uh, Doctor Jekyll, who says, "How about we don't?" Oh, how about we do Monster Mash? Let's dance. And uh, Quincy will, like, throw a punch at him. Uh, he fully lets you punch him. Cool. Uh, you, you punch him across the face, and his glasses go flying. <gasps> and suddenly, all of the grove that's been sitting at the campfires starts to rush towards you. Uh, are, are you a Dracula? What are you? Come on. Let's drop the pretense. I am a newfound pacifist. So do me the favor of letting me keep my oath. Oaths are so much more fun when they're broken. Let's see the spooky face. Are, are, you, uh, are you a ghoul? Dale, you arrive on scene as this fiasco is happening. Can I say that Whistler also rushes For over? For sure, yeah. Along with the people in the campfire? Yeah. Like, Quincy, Dale, what are we doing? Dale, I figured it all out. They're all monsters. How far away have I gotten looking for If you Dale? want to turn around and re-engage the situation, <laughs> yeah, please. I've, I've cracked the case. It's a, it's a cult full of creepy crawlies. Uh, okay. Uh, are you... Call are us you have, creepy crawlies again. Would it make you break your oath? No. I just want your friends to see what you are to decent people. Because the rest of them seem fine. Go ahead. Tell us what you think we are. Do it. Dale. Dale. They're all monsters. AQ, I I think we might be in a a bit of a, a greenhouse situation where there might look like a lot of pebbles around but I think we should maybe hesitate to be the first to cast them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. (laughs) Whistler, would you care to step in and talk your friend down? Wait, is this part of... What are you doing? Yes, Dale? Did... 
this is more for Lee. Did Quincy talking to me just then count as them asking me for my advice on how to <laughs> solve a problem? <sighs> I'll give it to you if this is your first use of it. I think Dale's advice to like de-escalate um, is going to be his first use of often right. When a hunter comes to you with advice about a problem, give them your honest opinion and advice. If they take your advice, they get plus one ongoing while following your advice. And you mark experience. Quincy, is this part of a plan? Or what is this? What are you doing? Yeah. That's, can can I call it? a timeout? Can I, is this can, a part of a can, plan? Can we, a, can we have a timeout? Explain yourself. We have been nothing but kind and inviting to you. Well, yeah, I'm I'm with them. What the fuck? Well, you see, I discovered that there are lots of monsters here. Which... Yeah, I I know. They, Quincy, they I'm were... a monster, and they're they, very well, kind to me here. So they, well, calm well, down. Well, first of all, no one told me that. When did you guys find that out? Like five minutes ago, they were very upfront about it when I asked them. Maybe if you stopped wandering off in the woods to pick up axes and get yourself into trouble, take a minute to talk to these kind people, or even, I don't know, look for Mark. I don't know what you've been doing. Well, first of all, I have been looking for Mark. I've been working very hard on that. Uh, Second of all... You have? Last I checked, the four of us dealt with problems like this. Is this is well, this not, not a problem? A problem. Is, no, it's no. Not. Are you so sure? Did you come here to kill us? We came here to find Mark. Then find we, him and go. We had a whole discussion how we weren't planning on killing anyone before we got here. It was very clear. When uh, Dr. Uh, Henry Jekyll says, find him and go, Dolly looks aghast that Dr. Jekyll would even propose the idea. Can I read a bad situation? Yeah! <laughs> uh. Okay, I got an eight. Pick um, one. If I say, what's my best way out? Uh, can I use that as, like, what's the best method of de-escalation? It's Dolly. Okay. The, the the thing, the only person that could, like, Jekyll, you know, because obviously has a very evil side who will do great violence if exposed, if uh, forced into it, and will be very, very good at it because they've been doing it for hundreds of years. But Dolly has the power and the willingness, always, 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 the willingness to forgive everybody for everything. And people will follow her long before they follow Henry. And so if you can just convince Dolly that Quincy's going to calm down and stay with everyone and not cause any more trouble, you might be able to salvage this. I'm... So sorry. Dolly, I promise that for the rest of our stay, Quincy will always be accompanied either by myself or young Lucas. Is that amenable? We really just want to try to find our friend. 
to try to find out where he went. This argument is dependent on Quincy saying something in agreement. They will not accept you just saying this for Quincy. Right, Quincy? Uh, Quincy looks to, I think, Dale. I gotta find my brother. And if that means just you walking around with one of us, that feels like an easy price to pay. Uh, Quincy will uh, lower the axe uh, and drop it to the ground and then take a dramatic step backwards from it. There is a sigh of relief that washes over the crowd. Henry is livid and takes a step towards the axe, and there's a moment where Winnie puts her foot over it and looks uh, uh, Jekyll in the eye, and Jekyll walks away. Uh, Quincy winks at him right before he turns away. <laughs> There's definitely like some muttering and like you can his shoulders are high and you see him reach into his jacket, look around the ground again and start picking up speed to go back to his tent. And you're there. Anyway, before this uh Fiasco. I was actually looking for you guys. They gave me some information that might help us find out where Mark went. Oh yeah. What what what, what do you think? What is uh, it? They they gave us uh, a specific corner that they were picked up the night that they left. Mm. Uh, and I should be able to. Uh, I, I should be able to uh, get the license plate of whatever car picked them up if uh, one of you will escort me or both of you. Absolutely. Whatever you need. Oh, that's extremely smart. Let's let's do that. <sighs> I'm going to come with you, uh, Winnie says, uh, piping up. Yeah, uh, that's that's no problem. Good. Yeah. She looks so uncomfortable, but she definitely doesn't want Jekyll to go with you, does not want Dolly to go with you, and Jong was just had his ass beat, so he's going to go get help. I, I'm guessing you're on the level as well, uh, Winnie. Yep. Okay. And well, I'm so excited that... to have the two of you here, motioning specifically to Dale and Lucas. Heck yeah! Hmm. Is Winnie is Winnie short for Winifred, or did your parents just really lack horses? Ding ding! Heck yeah! Um. So, out of curiosity, why the two of us in particular? Well, you kept my coat and you kept my pants. Heck yeah! Love love a good love a good pant. All right. Very um, entrepreneurial, I guess. Let's go check out the the place. Quincy is going to like grab Dale and be like, those pants are evil. Yeah, I, I kind of like dropped them outside the tent, but I felt like she'd be mad if I said it. 
Slash, I don't know if the bad juju's already been done. I, uh, is it okay if we step the van on the way? Well, I mean... Why? Uh, I, I will need my, uh, phone to, uh... Lucas, you're not supposed to be. It's outside of your, uh, it's down the street. Uh, I mean, that dirt road, that lot, that's all ours. Winnie, if it makes any difference, Lucas just needs to use his phone as more of an arcane focus than to check the Twitter or whatever. Mm. Can I manipulate a person? No, she doesn't need it. She's pretty weak-willed. Congress <laughs> is about to ban TikTok also, so it's not like he, you know, there's even any point in going on there. Get him. Don't remind me. Doesn't know what TikTok is. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, maybe the Grove is a better place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll let you do it. Um, while I'm in the van, I'd like to get like a pin or something off my uh, laptop bag. You know, like most nerds do, it's probably covered in like little pins of characters he likes and sure. stuff. Uh, I'd like to grab one and I'm going to walk over to Winnie. And I'm going to be like, here, thanks uh, for the uh, jacket uh, gift for a gift. She takes it uh, and hugs you and kisses you on the cheek. And she says, oh, finally. Finally what? We're married. Oh. Excuse, excuse me? Mm-hmm. Let's go see the thing. Oh. Yeah, okay. Congratulations, uh, Lucas. I'm Lucas, guessing... we need to throw you a bachelor party. No. Did you get your parents' signature yet for that? I'm, I, I, I wouldn't need my... Oh, God. Okay. Oh. I, I have some very, very rare snuff that we can use to celebrate. She takes your <laughs> arm and starts to lead you down the street. Oh. Well, that's not great. And I think just for image's sake, we, we've realized that uh, Winnie is like a head or so taller than Lucas. Uh, and you can feel that this, this girl's got muscle now that she's like linking arm with you. I yell back. It's better than, like, taking something from a creature and not reciprocating, because that could be binding in other ways. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you go to where uh, Dolly had indicated the, the, the flash of lights had happened. So I would like to uh, use magic to uh, witness another time or place. Dolly told me down to the second, if I'm not mistaken, when uh, Mark was picked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and tell me what that looks like, and then roll use magic. So I think uh, I think Lucas opens two separate windows on uh, on their phone. One being Power Hell. Uh, the he uh, puts in like the longitude and latitude of where they're standing as well as the specific time and date and in the other window it's youtube and he uses power hell to overlay youtube and we get a video of that night and that's going to be a 10 on use magic perfect uh then it will do what it says you turn the volume up on the youtube speaker 
and we see a quiet night. Stars above, twinkling over this little paradise. We see leaves of the great tree rustling, and we see the parking lot a little ways away, the lights of one car on. And we see they should be young. We know that Mark is about 24, but his skin is gray and his eyes sunken. This sickness has aged this boy terribly. He's a scrawnier, you know, kind of dorkier looking fellow. Some long, untended to hair, pretty greasy and flat. He's wearing the same kind of general clothes as everyone else. But he looks pretty happy. He's going through his notes. His hands shake constantly. And we see that his right arm jerks often. And his it's, it's almost like his clavicle and his chin want to fuse. They stick for a second and stretch back. And then... As he's fumbling through his notes in his car and, and putting some stuff away, we hear someone say, Good evening, nephew. I hope you're doing well. You look well. And Mark says, uh, Uncle Pascal, hi. Um, what are you, what are you doing here? Oh, just checking in. I wanted to see your progress, dear nephew. And you have progressed quite well. Mark finds his courage for a brief moment. The camera clicks to the gun that he keeps tucked in his pants. You know, uh-uh. Let's not get hasty. What do you want? Mark says. You're not finished yet, my boy. Come. Let's finish our testing. I'm not going anywhere with you. Mark responds and pulls out the gun. Dear nephew, I wouldn't worry about that. Worry about your friends. They look like they're happy, and I would like them to stay that way. I would like them to stay healthy. I would, I would. So please, put down the gun. And Mark's resignation in his face is so certain that there is nothing he could do. And all he can say is, Can I at least say goodbye? The camera closes in enough that we can see this figure speaking to Mark, but only from behind. We see this thin crop of orange hair sitting on top of their head, stringing down across their ear. We see reflective round glasses. They say, Of course. From one family to another. It seems only right. I'll pick you up in just a little bit. 
and we see Mark hold back tears and run into the camp. And the video ends in a little replay dial marks the center of the screen. Where they may radio.